Hi, this is presenter Crystal Dinapoli, and this is the podcast of Triple R's Indigenuity, a weekly radio show hosting conversations with Indigenous knowledge holders showcasing all forms of Indigenous ingenuity. Indigenuity is broadcast live on Triple R each Sunday afternoon. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch via the Triple R website or Twitter at IndigenuityAU. And so I want to uh, prompt you all to have a bit of a reflection on where you are when you're listening to this and maybe where you are going uh, with the rest of your day. Having, uh, I guess, like making sure that you're in touch with which traditional lands that you're traveling through. Me, myself, I know that I've had a a long day already um, traveling across Bumerang land and Wurundjeri land. And I am very, I feel very honored and humbled to be able to say that I get to work here at Triple R on the unceded land of the Wurundjeri people. And so I do want to pay my respect to elders past and present and acknowledge their continued connection to these beautiful lands and these stunning skies and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. So today we're going to be having an interview with Alec Morgan. And this is to discuss a documentary called Ablaze that he and Yorta Yorta Wiradjuri man Teriki Onus have made about the life story of Yorta Yorta activist Bill Onus. So Alec is a multi-award winning filmmaker with productions that have screened at over 50 film festivals in cinema and on television. And his directing credits include a lot of groundbreaking documentaries and films, particularly focused on a lot of Aboriginal history, I've noticed. So um, you can see that that theme and that passion has rung strong throughout their career. And this documentary, Ablaze, has been co-created between Alec, who we'll be speaking to, and Tariki. Um, and it's focusing on um, someone who really does seem to be a uh, an iconic champion of Aboriginal rights across a really tough point in history. Um, so William is credited with being a cultural and political figure who has helped revive his people's culture in the 1940s, but as well as uh, igniting a civil rights movement that would, against enormous odds, change the course of history. And I really do mean that. I, I've watched this documentary ablaze myself, and I, uh, I was just honestly really blown away, really inspired, really humbled, but also reminded of just how difficult... Uh, the last 200 years have been on Aboriginal people and how little I feel we, like common Australian people know about it. Like it's it's a history that we really shy away from, which I think um, it's really important to acknowledge. And so I really, uh, I really do encourage everyone to come see this documentary. Um, through It's created through rare archival footage, state-of-the-art animation and vividly created digital motion graphics and eyewitness accounts. It really is a compelling watch. And so I'd like to welcome Alec to Indigenuity. Oh, hi, Crystal. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for coming on. Um, and <laughs> thank you for your work, by the way. So, Oh, thank you. So this, uh, this documentary, it focuses on the life of William Townsend Onus. Um, and you've, you've been able to work with his grandson, Tariki Onus, to create it. I was wondering if you could tell us a bit about how, um, what inspired this documentary to come about. Uh, well, as you, as you stated in your introduction, um, I've been working um, quite a number of years uh, with Indigenous history film documentaries, starting way back with Effie Coffey and My Survival as an Aboriginal back in 1978, then made the first documentary about the stolen generations called Lousy Little Sixpence. Um, and um, 
during that time, I got to learn about Bellonis because in Laos, there's a little sixpence I was talking to some of the fighters for civil rights and citizens' rights, uh, Auntie Geraldine Briggs and Auntie Margaret Tucker, when I was, they, they are in that film. And they're relatives, Yorta Yorta relatives of Bellonis. So I knew a bit about Bellonis, not a great deal. Um, I knew he was an important figure, but fairly recently, I mean, about eight years ago, um, someone from the National Film and Sound Archive uh, contacted me and said, we found this piece of footage that's been in the vaults for many years, we don't know how long, and we don't know where it came from, and it has no soundtrack, and it's black and white, and it's about nine and a half minutes long. Would you have a look at it? and see if you can recognise any of the people in it. So I had a look at it, and I immediately recognised Bill Onus a few times, and his brother Eric, and a couple of other people, um, Doug Nichols, and um, I thought this was really interesting, but knew no more than that. And uh, so I contacted Terraki. I live in Sydney, and Terraki lives in Melbourne. So I contacted Terraki and asked him if he knew anything about it. And he said he didn't, although Lynn, his father, had told him that they had known that Bill had made movies and they were kept in a caravan, which unfortunately after Bill passed away in 1968, the caravan went burst into flames and it was all burnt. And they were wondering whether any films that survived somehow were out there already. So I took it down to Melbourne and um, Cherokee had a, had a look at it and Nelly fell off his chair because there were other relatives in it and people that he knew of um, or heard of. Um, and so the, 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 the material was, as you can see in the documentary, the, the material turned out to be amazing, yeah. fascinating material and for nine and a half minutes. So given that, you know, we thought Bill had made films. Um, we decided then and there to make the documentary together and to sort of track down, uh, did make, make the film and and also what was the content of that film, which turned out to be very historically important. So that's how it all began. began really. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, that footage as well. I, I'm so blown away by not only just like how clear and like wonderful that footage is and how it is tapping into a memory that, uh, you know, had sort of, um, I guess, been assumed that it was sort of forgotten or laying in the past and now we can all see it with mm. our eyes mm. and the contents mm. of it. Like, I don't know how much to spoil in this interview, but it was amazing to see how through the documentary it was like you were decoding the contents of that yeah. footage and um, really showing I, this... Uh, this sort of running theme of the power with film and how um, you can really use that. So I was wondering if you could sort of, um, I don't know, like comment on how that feels because I know for through the documentary, um, Bill had this focus on filmmaking and he was sort mm. of uh, smothered or not the, not the right word, um, sort of silenced from being able to share yeah. the things that he wanted to share. And it's, mm. it's sort of come f full circle now with you being able to pick this piece of footage mm. up and turn it into something that I'm sure he would have been very proud of. Yeah, um, yeah, over 70 years later that it was found. And, and you know, you can see in the film what we did in the end with the film as well. Um, you know, making a circle, uh, completing the circle that Bill had started um, with the 
film. I, look, it was fascinating as a filmmaker myself um, to, you know, to find out what was in that footage. It was, as we say, it's like a detective story, and we tried to make it like that. You know, like yeah. trying to track down, and we, you know, interview uh, Auntie Elma Thorpe, and she sort of recognised, you know. It, where what well, a suburb it was shot in, and you know, so we were going out and filming elders who wanted to t- who knew Bill and wanted to tell their story. And often during those interviews on camera, because I'd got some um, research money from Macquarie University in Sydney, and I could use their cameras, so we'd go out and interview, and and a lot of lot of the information came out during those interviews, and it was like putting little bits and pieces together uh, and sometimes you'd, you'd have a lucky find. I mean, and the film also mentions about a suitcase that Terry found in the basement of his mum's house mm. and that had a huge amount of uh, material in it. Um, and, and it's similar in making films, particularly with Aboriginal elders, of how much history they keep in boxes under their beds. Uh, you know, they don't trust the institutions to look after their material. And luckily, you know, in that case, we found the suitcase as well, which had material that further told us more about what that film was about. So it was a very exciting process. And was there anything, because, I mean, it's sort of probably going to be a, a silly question or a, a tough question to ask because there are so many things that are clearly revealed through these conversations that you get to have with elders which really just um, add uh, so much more of like a narrative hearing all these different points of views of this really extraordinary history so was there anything that came out in those conversations that actually really surprised you or stood out as wow like I had no idea before now um, but that is something that I'm taking away with me yes yes well as we say you know um, Auntie L Auntie Elma saying, oh, you know, that's Gore Street, Fitzroy was like, oh, now we know where it was shot, you know. And um, there were things like that. Uh, and we'd go away and you, 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 I know for Terry Key it was often a very emotional experience because he, he had written a play about uh, Bill called William and Mary and um, the relationship to his wife. Um, and so for him, on a personal level, it was very emotional to hear these stories coming out that he heard, was hearing for the first time about his grandfather. Um, so, yeah, it was a terrific experience um, to actually be present when that history was being revealed before camera. And certainly very helpful to understand um, the life Bill was living. Um, we tried to tell it from his perspective. Mm-hmm. So we took our time to let audiences know, particularly for younger audiences as well, that there were such things as segregation in Australia. And, you know, Bill, to travel around Australia, had to negotiate to avoid police. And things like that, which were important to understand about the world that he had to live in because of the state um, laws, uh, Indigenous laws of that time. So um, to learn about that and how people had to live uh, was very interesting and quite moving at times. Did you anticipate just the, I guess, like the scope of historical events that were going to end up being involved in this story? Because I, I found it really just, oh, it, it really does take you on a journey, which unfortunately, you know, is um, it's it's not an it's not an easy journey. <laughs> 
And so to see um, sort of we're starting off talking about the history of the Cumbagunja missions, moving towards um, even World War Two and the way that Aboriginal Australians have been regarded yeah. and yeah. all the history that followed it. Uh, were you anticipating that scale, like that scope of story? No, uh, no, I couldn't really. Um, there were a lot of things coming out and we sort of had to digest them, but it seemed what was incredible about Bill's life uh, was that for film, he, it was, you know, almost um, that he was at every major key point in the struggle, um, particularly in the South and even connecting with Western Australia. So telling the story of Bill also opened up to the, the history of the struggle for equality and justice during that period as well. So that sort of became apparent, um, particularly in the editing of the film, where um, it sort of, you know, we could see that there was this larger landscape being told in the film through Bill's personal story, if you like. Yeah, I think I think that's a wonderful way of putting it. It's there are so many historic events that Bill was witness to and who um, really reacted to and tried to create change and did a wonderful job. Um, I, yeah, I, I was really moved by it. Um, some things really horrified me as well. Um, things that uh, I was either slightly aware of beforehand but didn't realise just how devastating. Like you, you, you covered the, um, the atomic bomb testing out around Aboriginal communities and how... Um, was it the uh, previous Prime Minister, Robert Menzies, actually proceeded to continue with those tests, which is clearly, yeah, a, yeah. it's a part of history that isn't commonly taught in schools at all. So, Yeah, well, both, both Terakee and I, um, I suppose, are educators. And, you know, he works in the university, I work in the university. And we, we know how little is known. And we, we were actually giving a lecture to together down in Melbourne. I was a guest lecturer to a younger generation who were doing Indigenous studies, just starting, and they were very enthusiastic, most mostly non-Indigenous, and they were really keen and enthusiastic, but really when they started talking, they really had no, knew nothing mm. of the 20th century particularly. Things that I assume that, gee, we can't put this in the film, everybody knows about that, but it wasn't the case. Um, it, it was a case of where we ha we carefully needed to point out and give a give content and context, sorry, to Bill's life to make sure that people who didn't know about the laws and the restrictions and the slavery and all the other aspects and the atomic bomb tests and many other aspects, we needed to give a context to that so people could see what Bill was doing and why he was doing it and. And, you know, even understanding things now with <clears throat> the change of government, that looks like Linda Burney will be pushing for a referendum on an issue, you know, of mm. the Indigenous voice to Parliament. So it's important to have a film like that of the past, which, which explains why it's important to say yes to that referendum. And, um, you know, history is important as we're historians because we need to look at the past and remember the past to actually learn the lessons of the past and reflect on it. But how can we do that if we don't have any knowledge of that past? So it's very important to just tell stories about the past as truthfully as can be told 
so people can watch a blaze, given that the referendum most likely will come up, and have some background to why it is important to have an Indigenous voice to Parliament. So that's where, you know, when we're making the film, we were aware of its importance to to educate, if you like, about the past. Yeah, I I see that. And also, I'm um, just talking about that um, potentially upcoming referendum about a voice to Parliament. I did find it interesting that in the uh, in in a blaze that um, that was also something that was being uh, uh, um, uh, discussed. And um, I don't sorry, I can't think of the better word of essentially that was something that people were trying to push for even back then, all the way back in the 1900s, and yet that's something that we're, um, we're still sort of having that conversation about and might finally be seeing. So I, I, I do think that um, education-wise, everyone should go watch this documentary. It covers so many historical events of the 1900s, which Bill, being a, uh, a true champion for Aboriginal people across Australia, uh, was a part of almost every one of these events. And you could tell because he really cared. And so um, I know I, I learned so much more and I, I do really encourage uh, any listener to go out and watch it so that you can um, have that insight as well. And so, uh, Alec, thank you so much for your time. I was wondering if you could tell us a bit about where people may be able to see this documentary. Uh, in Melbourne? So in cinemas generally? <laughs> uh, in cinemas generally? Um, well, it's opening in a lot of cinemas. I mean... Uh, let me get my little sign up here because it's opening in about 40 cinemas across Australia. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, which is fantastic. United, uh, oh, sorry, um, Umbrella Entertainment, who distributed and got it into the cinemas, um, have done an amazing job to get. So, especially during um, Reconciliation Week, it'll be in every state. Uh, I think if people looked at um, cinemas in this in this city or where they are, and just check the website mm-hmm. for the times and tickets because they all vary. That's tremendous. Then, so they're they're really accessible. It seems uh, all across Australia, all across Melbourne. So, um, for anyone listening at home, search up Ablaze, find it where it's playing in your local area, and uh, find a time to see it. Because I'm so glad that I got to see this documentary. I've learnt a whole lot. Um, I feel really. Uh, I feel really inspired um, about the future as well to see how far we've come and how far we have to go and how we might be able to achieve it. So thank you so much, Alec, for your work and for having a chat with us tonight. And I wish you all the best with the launch. Oh, thank you very much, Crystal. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. Thank you. So uh, I do want to take a moment of of your time, of this show, to acknowledge that in the past week, on Thursday the 26th of May, it was actually National Sorry Day. So this is a day of great pain for a number of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, for our communities, particularly those impacted by the Stolen Generations, which was a process which occurred up until the 1970s, but is regarded by many across this country to be continuing up until today. And so I do encourage you to get uh, involved at least make yourself aware of the discourse that is going around on that topic because for a number of these issues, these aren't in the past. This is actually something that we're still combating with and it is devastating to be separated from your family. I've seen the way that state removal of children has caused great harm to people that I know personally and people that I love. And even for myself as a kid, um, I was frequently associated with 
child protective services. And I am very aware of how ineffective these systems can be and also how they can fail our people. And I think that's important to acknowledge because I know very oftenly (laughs) those of us who don't have to deal with issues like this of the fear of being removed from your family probably aren't aware of just how sometimes um, the things that have been put in place to support us can actually cause great harm. And we need to acknowledge that and we need to um, be aware of that and not just let that escape our minds because it doesn't affect us personally. National Sorry Day does not refer to the apology that was issued by previous Prime Minister Kevin Rudd. That was instead something that occurred in February. This, this is a day to remind the country of the mistreatment and the crushing history with the removal of children that has occurred in the complete um, pulling, uh, pulling apart of family. This date is actually the anniversary of the 1997 Bringing Them Home report, which was the national inquiry into the separation of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children from their families. And so it is all people who have been affected by this in any way from um, being directly removed from your family, from seeing the impact that it's had on your community to see that level of devastation occur. You are who I have in mind for this week and also for next week as we are entering National Reconciliation Week. And I want everyone who's listening to this as well to really reflect on that and be aware that this is not just history. um, This is something that's still occurring to this day. This show, if you're just tuning in now, we had a conversation with Alec Morgan about a documentary that he has made. Um, He's co-created with Yordi Yordi Muradjuri Man, Tiriki Onus, about the life of activist William Townsend Onus. So, yes, Tiriki is the grandfather of William. The documentary is called A Blaze, and as of National Reconciliation Week, it is showing in many cinemas right across Victoria and Australia. So no matter what state you're in, you should be able to access this wonderful documentary. And if you're in Melbourne, we heard a number of different places that you can go see it in your area. So I really do encourage people to watch this documentary. I really was blown away by by the storytelling. So it follows the life of William Townsend Onus who is someone who grew up on the Kamagunja mission. It covers a range of historical events that have occurred in our history, particularly over the last century. So the very infamous Kamagunja walk-off, the Pilbara uh, workers' strike. So it was apparently the first strike of Aboriginal workers in the Pilbara area. 1,800 walked off the job in a time where it was illegal for them not to work. The only and they were not getting paid, so the only way that they, I guess, that the way that they could uh, be able to break themselves free was the strength of their community and doing it all together. And I found it really humbling. It covers uh, Williams' own experiences as being someone very interested in film, and so we actually have archival footage of his life with other key Aboriginal activists, which um, has been uncovered through this documentary, and it tells a story of how William has grown up being so influenced by his community and his family to somehow be involved in almost every historical uh, milestone in Aboriginal activism. And I just think it's a really um, it's a really inspiring film, but it's also incredibly informative. And, you know, it's, it's a heavy watch at times because it does cover a lot of the parts of our history that many people are, are unaware of. 
And so there were some things that I saw, which I had no idea about how our how our government supported the continued atomic bomb testing out around Aboriginal communities, despite the impact it was having on them, and how they constantly tried to prevent William from educating people in Melbourne on the horrific treatment of Aboriginal people in the Northern Territory. Uh, it showed, yeah, it, it, it really is just um, a really profound, uh, informative, inspiring, humbling documentary. And I encourage every single listener to go out find a blaze in the cinemas support learn uh yeah i really encourage thanks for listening to the podcast of triple r's indigenuity a weekly radio show hosting conversations with indigenous knowledge holders showcasing all forms of indigenous ingenuity indigenuity is broadcast live on triple r every sunday afternoon Hope you've enjoyed the podcast and feel free to get in touch via the Triple R website or Twitter at IndigenuityAU.